With big blue eyes, golden locks, and a dazzling smile, Thelma Todd was exactly what Hollywood was dying for as they transitioned from the dramatic, over-the-top acting of the silent film era to the more realistic and lifelike performances of the talkies. But Todd's fame came to a swift end when her lifeless body was found in the driver's seat of her Lincoln convertible in the garage of her ex-lover's ex-wife just blocks away from Todd's swanky Malibu restaurant-turned-nightclub where she hosted Hollywood's elite. Living the life of a young Hollywood star is the dream for many, but for old Hollywood starlet Thelma Todd, or Hot Toddy as she was known in Hollywood, this final scene turned out to be a nightmare. After Todd's body was found in the closed garage, local authorities quickly deemed it an accidental suicide. But is there more to the story than meets the eye? I'm your host, Ansley, and welcome to Hollywoodland Unsolved. I must warn you that this episode may be frightening to listeners under the age of 13, so listener discretion is advised. The 1930s were a time of massive transition in Hollywood. With the invention of the Vitaphone that allowed movies to record sound, the transition from silent films to talkies proved to be too much for some stars. But Thelma Todd was up for the challenge. With quick wit, spot-on comedic timing, and dazzling good looks, Todd made a point to let Hollywood know she was going to be there a while. Described as one of the most famous comedic actresses at that time, Hot Toddy seemed to have it all. But as it turned out, that was just a facade. Thelma Alice Todd was born in 1905 in Lawrence, Massachusetts. She came from a well-to-do family, with her father being a respected local politician, and her mother, Alice Todd, was a quote, very proper housewife. After getting a job as a school teacher, Todd entered the Miss Massachusetts Beauty Contest in 1925. She had always wanted to be a star, and she ended up winning the title and moved on to the Miss America pageant. While she didn't win the Miss America pageant, Todd was discovered by a talent scout from Paramount and decided to make her way to Hollywood to make her dreams a reality. With an unbridled spirit and unwavering drive, Hot Toddy was determined to live the life of the rich and famous. At that time, many of Hollywood's elite were being phased out because they couldn't cut it with the invention of sound in films. But Todd, having good vocal control and a pleasant voice, used this to her advantage. At that time, her physical comedy and unprecedented bravery as a comedian had yet to be seen from a woman, so Thelma Todd was the total package. This immediately shot her to the top of Hollywood's hot list and earned her a place among Hollywood's elite. A pretty prestigious club to be in, if you ask me. She appeared in such films as the Marx Brothers' Monkey Business, as well as a number of comedic films with Hal Roach Studios, and acted with Charlie Chase, Laurel and Hardy, Gary Cooper, and William Powell, to name a few. She absolutely dazzled on screen. Quote, people just loved her because she had this sparkling feel to her, and that came across on screen. Film historian Mark Wanabaker states, she appeared in 119 films during her lifetime, that's quite a number for someone who was only in Hollywood for just a decade before her mysterious death. After her time with Paramount, she was quickly snatched up by Hal Roach Studios, and with so many silent film stars stuck in that style of acting, those up-and-comers who could handle both dialogue and the physicality of acting got a chance to shine, with Todd leading the pack. 
While in between pictures at Halroach Studios, Todd was loaned out to another studio to work with an up-and-coming hotshot director, Roland West. While working on the film, West and Todd became close. Incredibly close. West convinced Todd that she could be more than just the funny girl and persuaded her to take herself and her career more seriously. He suggested a total revamp of her career, including a name change to Allison Lloyd, to give her a chance to start over as a dramatic actress. West was so serious about the plan that he instructed everyone working on the picture, including Billing, to call her Allison from now on. Todd was completely on board, because she was in love with West. West knew this and used it to his advantage, being as he was a married man with no plans of leaving his wife. His wife? Jewel Carmen, a prostitute turned silent film star who had a reputation for gambling and all other things, nightlife. Carmen was very aware of her husband's relations with Todd, and on more than one occasion she is said to have turned the other way. In the early 30s, Todd bought a piece of land on the Pacific Coast Highway in Malibu facing the ocean and turned the upstairs of the building into her home and the downstairs into Thelma Todd's Sidewalk Cafe. The location is an interesting choice, being as it is just a short distance down the hill from the home that West shared with Carmen, yet he apparently chose to live in the apartment above the restaurant with Todd. So was it jealousy that led to the mysterious death of Thelma Todd? Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned, right? Let's dive into the murder. On the night of Saturday, December 14, 1935, Thelma Todd and her mother were picked up in a rented limousine by their chauffeur, Ernest Peters, and taken to a social engagement at Trocadero in West Hollywood. Peters would later be the last person to see Todd alive. Well the last person to admit to see her alive. At the event, Todd was said to be in good spirits, but she did have a brief altercation with her ex-husband, Pat DeSico. DeSico, a self-proclaimed agent and movie producer with underworld connections, was known for having a violent temper. After just two years of marriage to Todd, his frequent outbursts and multiple domestic violence incidences led to their divorce but DeSico was part of Hollywood and was in attendance of this event with his date, Margaret Lindsay, a closeted lesbian who was a close friend of Thelma Todd. Seems like a weird choice of date if you ask me. After the event, Peters picked Todd up at Trocadero in West Hollywood and took her back to her home in Malibu. According to reports, Peters dropped Todd off at the steps of her restaurant between 3.30 and 3.45 a.m. Earlier that night, Todd had made plans to meet West at the cafe around 2 a.m. The pair shared an apartment on the upper floor of the restaurant and were known lovers. West, who was still married to Jewel Carmen at that time, owned a house just a few blocks up the hill from Thelma Todd's sidewalk cafe. The garage where her body was found belonged to Carmen. According to reports, West was a very jealous man and very involved in Todd's life which was ironic considering he was still married, but apparently the pair joked before she went out to the party that evening for her not to be late, as he was expecting her home at 2 a.m. In true Todd fashion, she told him that she'd see him at 2.05 and left. 
One theory as to how she ended up in the garage up the hill that night, even though she was dropped off by Peters at the restaurant, was that West was angry with Todd for coming home much later than they planned, and he locked her out. Apparently, this wasn't the first time that West had done something like that. One account states, quote, when he was questioned later, West characterized his exchange with Thelma as more of a joke than a serious demand on his part. But he had locked Thelma out at least once before when she failed to arrive home, quote, on time. On that earlier occasion, Thelma had knocked hard enough to break a window and Roland let her in, end quote. So one theory is that West had locked her out of the apartment and Todd, freezing on the December night, walked up the hill and got into her car to warm up. Since the garage was sealed, she accidentally killed herself with carbon monoxide poisoning. According to coroner and police reports, Todd went into the garage in a drunken state and got into her Lincoln convertible and started the car. They claimed that it appeared to them that she simply fell asleep at the wheel, and due to the car being parked in the closed garage, she accidentally gave herself carbon monoxide poisoning. They ruled it an accidental death. There are some inconsistencies and loose ends that point in the direction of foul play. First of all, there's the question of time. She was dropped off at the restaurant around 3.30 a.m. early Sunday morning, and no one found her until Monday morning somewhere around 9.30 a.m. That seems strange, doesn't it? For a hot Hollywood it girl with a booming restaurant and nightclub to go missing over 24 hours and have no one report it? That makes me think that it's more than just an accidental death. Her body was found in the garage of Jewel Carmen at 17531 Positano Road in Malibu, and according to crime scene photos, her shoes showed the trademark scuffs of an uphill walk. According to British journalist Christopher Snowden, Thelma was, quote, cold and unable to get into her apartment at the locked cafe, trudged up to her car in the garage, started it, and turned on the heater, end quote. Her body was found at 9.30 a.m. on Monday morning, when the maid came to get her car. She immediately noticed something wasn't right because the door to the garage was slightly opened. She looked in and saw Todd's body dead in the car. Todd was wearing what she'd worn to the social engagement at the Trocadero on Saturday night. What Los Angeles Times writer Robert W. Wilkos describes as, quote, a mauve and silver evening gown, expensive mink wrap, and adorned with a small fortune in jewelry, end quote. Police reports stated that she was found in the driver's seat, but the original report said something different. Quote, according to historian Randy Young, who interviewed several neighborhood residents from the time, the local service station operator appeared on the scene ahead of them. He said he saw Thelma dead in the passenger seat, quote, kind of leaning over, end quote. That seems a bit odd, doesn't it? According to that same report, quote, Thelma's body was wedged under the steering wheel, as surveying photographs clearly indicate. Those same pictures show no sign of blood or other injuries yet reporters on the scene claimed they saw bloodstains on the seat earlier, and that she had sustained what appeared to be a broken nose. She had broken ribs and bruises on her face and throat, they said. The autopsy report only mentions a spot of blood on her lip, conducive with her striking her head on the steering wheel as she lost consciousness, end quote. This is not exactly what the coroner and police report said. So were those original reports faked? Or were the accounts given from the scene mistaken or maybe 
over-dramatized? Her body was found covered in bruises that were later deemed to be from the decomposition process, but last time I checked, decomposition didn't result in broken ribs. According to reports, when her body was found, quote, her face was bright red. She had a broken nose, two broken ribs, and bruises around her neck. Despite the signs of injury, both the coroner and grand jury found that Todd had committed suicide, with carbon monoxide as the cause of death, end quote. The time of death is what seems really strange to me. The autopsy report also found partially digested peas and carrots in her stomach. And according to the coroner's report, she had to have ingested them five to six hours before her body was found. So if her body was found at 9.30 a.m., she would have had to have eaten the peas and carrots somewhere around 5 a.m. on Monday. Yet according to police, the last person to see her alive was her driver around 3.45 a.m. early Sunday morning, over 24 hours before her body was found. According to reports, quote, the coroner said that Thelma may have been dead for 12 hours before her body was discovered, but a few witnesses came forward to swear that they'd seen or spoken to Thelma on Sunday afternoon at the time when, according to the coroner, she would have already been dead, end quote. So if she was only dead for 12 hours before her body was found, then she would have had to have died around 9 p.m. on Sunday night. So what happened between 3.30 or 3.45 a.m. on Sunday morning until 9 p.m. on Sunday night? What did Thelma do during those missing hours? That same report goes on to account the most compelling of the witnesses to claim that they've seen or spoken to Thelma on Sunday, Miss Martha Ford. Quote, she and her husband, the actor Wallace Ford, were hosting a party that day to which Todd had been invited. She said that she received a telephone call that she first thought she heard the caller was a woman named Velma, who she was expecting at the party. But then the caller identified herself as Thelma and used the nickname Hot Toddy. Martha said that Toddy asked her if she could show up in the evening clothes she'd worn the night before to a party. Martha told her that was fine. Toddy also said she was bringing a surprise guest and said, quote, you just wait till I walk in, you'll fall dead, end quote. Miss Ford was absolutely convinced that she'd spoken with Thelma and not an imposter, end quote. Tell me that's not weird. First of all, asking to come to a daytime party in an evening gown that she'd worn the night before in itself is strange, and the fact that she called to ask to do so is also very weird. So it seems like she was being put up to it, if it was even her at all. Another thing that seems really strange to me is how her mother acted. According to reports, once Todd's body was found, reporters stormed the scene, and when Alice Todd arrived, she exited the car and dramatically shouted to the press, my daughter was murdered. That's definitely not how I would act if one, I had just found out that my daughter was dead, or two, I actually thought that someone had murdered her. It appeared to onlookers that she was making a scene, and this was before she'd even seen the body. So it would appear that her mother was either in on it or knew something. Another thing to look at is Thelma's ties to the mob world. Through her ex-husband, Pat DeSico, Thelma was introduced to the infamous mobster, Lucky Luciano, who was working side by side of Al Capone at that time. Luciano had apparently made it known that he wanted to take over Thelma's restaurant and nightclub, 
due to the high-profile clientele, to use as a gambling casino in cahoots with the mob. Todd and Luciano apparently had dinner shortly before her death at the Brown Derby, where he openly pressured her to give him over control of the establishment. She allegedly said, quote, you'll open a gambling casino in my restaurant over my dead body, threw down her napkin and stormed out. He apparently sat back very calmly and said, quote, that can be arranged. Thelma apparently felt so threatened after that meeting that she made an appointment with the DA's office. She never made it to her meeting with them. One account states that after being dropped off at her restaurant by her driver, Luciano pulled up in his car and told her to get in. It wouldn't seem far-fetched that he would have known about her call to the DA's office. LA had a notoriously corrupt police department at that time, and Luciano knew that if she talked, he would be in trouble. So he drove her around for a bit to calm her down and to see if she'd talked yet. Apparently they stopped off and that's where she had the peas and carrots that were found in her stomach, as well as a high amount of alcohol that the coroner would later find, a blood alcohol content of 0.13. I don't know if I agree with the second part of the story because that means that they would have had to have been driving for a long time since the coroner said that she would have had to have eaten the peas and carrots either very late Sunday or very early on Monday. So he would have had to have been with her for nearly 24 hours. As the investigation continued, the lead detective on the case apparently began getting threatening calls. One account states, quote, he was deeper in the mystery, receiving threatening calls, which carried a secret unlisted number. He was warned to, quote, lay off if you know what's good for you, end quote. In a time where police could be bought and the mob had power, that's a pretty threatening call to receive. That same account continues, quote, in his investigation, the detective stopped and searched an automobile of a powerful motion picture figure. In the car, surprisingly, was a witness who had reported that Miss Todd had been seen on Sunday. Near the witness was a packed suitcase. The investigator told me that the owner of the car attempted to have him ousted from the police department, end quote. Which makes it look like Todd knew that she was a threat to the mob and was in danger and might've tried to skip town but she didn't get too far. Another weird thing was there was a half smudge handprint on the car door that didn't belong to Todd. So who could have touched the car door? The police ran prints and did tests, but everything came up inconclusive. So we may never know. What if it was a suicide or an accidental death? She did have a potato clause in her studio contract that said if she gained more than five or 10 pounds, her contract would immediately be terminated. Yikes. That's quite a lot of pressure, and according to reports early on in her career in Hollywood, she started taking diet pills to keep her weight down. Diet pills in the 20s and 30s were a relatively new thing and didn't have a ton of research done on them to back them up. So maybe one of the side effects of these pills was depression. But that just seems so incredibly slim of a chance to me. She had an amazing career, a thriving business, and the support of the people she loved in her life. According to reports, she had just gone Christmas shopping and her trunk was filled with presents. Does that sound like someone who wants to kill themselves right before Christmas to you? If it was a murder, which I think it was, who could have done it? Well, the first suspect is Roland West the director, sometimes lover, and business partner of Thelma Todd. He had been known to lock her out when she didn't comply with his wishes. 
Was this just another night for him? There were accounts of neighbors hearing a screaming match between the two that night. Todd, upset with West, said that she was going to leave and go to another party. There are accounts saying that West left the house and followed Todd and locked the door to the garage where her car was after she'd gotten in and turned it on. It doesn't take long for carbon monoxide to make you feel dizzy, especially if you've been drinking at a swanky Hollywood party. Apparently the next morning, West went back to the garage to see if Todd had learned her lesson, but she was dead. West panicked and called his friend at Fox, who pulled favors at the LAPD to ensure that West would never be charged with manslaughter. So was West upset that he couldn't tame the wild and sexual spirit and life of the party nature that Todd lived by? He was the only one who lived with the star but apparently locked her out that night. Did he slap her around a bit in a jealous rage and try to cover it up by making it look like an accidental suicide? After Todd's death, West never worked again in Hollywood. Oh, and there's the deathbed confession made by West. According to his IMDb page, in 1952, he confessed to a longtime friend and actor, Chester Morris, that he was the one who killed Thelma Todd back in 1935. So did that mean he did it? He didn't give any details and he was incredibly ill, so Morris wrote it off. Another suspect is Todd's ex-husband, Pat DeSico who was an ex-pimp, bootlegger, and self-described agent and movie producer with alleged underworld connections. DeSico was one of the main suspects. Him and Todd had been seen arguing earlier that evening, and that wasn't the first time. Him and Todd divorced after one too many beatings, and one theory is that he felt humiliated and may have sought revenge. A few years after Todd's death, DeSico married heiress Gloria Vanderbilt when she was just 17 years old. After spending her millions, he left her stellar guy. Another suspect? The infamous mobster Lucky Luciano. After pressuring Todd to hand over her restaurant and after her restraining, quote, over my dead body, he responded with, quote, that can be arranged. Luciano was involved in prostitution, gambling, and extortion in Los Angeles, and him and Todd had a tumultuous relationship. He was allegedly the one who got her hooked on amphetamines. According to reports, Luciano flew out of Los Angeles at 7.45 a.m. on the Monday morning before Todd's body was even found. He never returned. And what about West's wife, Jewel Carmen? Carmen, whose garage Todd's body was found in, was a, quote, friend of Todd and also Roland West's wife. She didn't object to her husband's interactions with Todd, but when the restaurant started to lose money, she apparently threatened to kill Todd for wasting her money on investing in the restaurant and in Todd. Lastly, Alice Todd, Thelma's mother. She was her daughter's sole heir, and shortly before Thelma's death, she announced plans to friends to build a huge mansion. So where did she get the funds to do so? So what happened to Thelma Todd? One theory is that Todd and West got into it that night. She came home later than they agreed, and she was extremely intoxicated. This is a fine theory, but it doesn't account for the fact that she had been dead for only a maximum of 12 hours when she was found at 9.30 a.m. on Monday morning. It also doesn't account for the partially digested peas and carrots in her stomach. What's hard about this case is that it was so quickly deemed a suicide and no precise time of death was determined. That's a bit strange, isn't it? 
Some theorize that she was killed on Sunday or even early Monday morning and then dressed back in the gown and jewels she wore on Saturday night as to make it appear that the time of death was at some point late Saturday or early Sunday. I think this might be a stretch because based on the crime scene photos, her hair appears to be done the same way as it was on her outing to the Trecadero. This case has kept me up many nights and what I think happened was this. Todd came home from the party that night way later than she'd agreed upon with West. She was dropped off around 3.30 a.m. West was pissed and locked her out like he'd done before. She wasn't able to get in and fought with the door, banged on multiple windows, but West, probably in a drunken state himself on a Saturday night, did hear her cries but didn't let her in. Someone from the mob, maybe Luciano himself, did come to the cafe that night, and Todd, hungry, cold, and dehydrated from drinking, got in their car. I think that she was held hostage and made the call to Miss Ford because she was expected at the barbecue. I think she was knocked out, but not to the point of death, and perhaps maybe with alcohol. Her blood alcohol content was very high. And then she was put in her car in the garage that belonged to Jewel Carmen, and the car was turned on and sealed to make it look like an accidental death. So, do you think I'm right? Was it a murder? What are your theories? Tweet me at HollywoodlandPC or email me at HollywoodlandPod at gmail.com. As always, the maps and addresses are included in the show notes and on the website, so you can try to track down the killer and maybe help Hot Toddy finally rest in peace. As always, I've included a complete reference list of all of my research for the show in the show notes as well as on the website, so please feel free to check them out for more information on the mysterious death of Thelma Todd. Happy sleuthing. Next time on Hollywoodland Unsolved. We dive into Hollywood's first murder. On an unusually cold morning in February of 1922, one of Hollywood's bigwigs was found with a bullet in his back from a 38 caliber pistol. The gruesome death of one of the most powerful men in Hollywood, the murder of William Desmond Taylor. All elements of Hollywoodland Unsolved are produced by me, Ansley, with graphics and maps by Brian Balzarini, and music by my amazing father.